Hey, everybody. It's me, Beth K. Gibbs, producer of Totes Recall, and also person on it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know that if they would like to support Totes Recall pizza habit, of eating pizza. This is going off the rails really You're fine. fast. You're, you're fine. fine. You're fine. Okay. You're fine. Yeah. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash totes recall. Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, if you heard if you heard the <laughs> quiet whispers of Dan Jaquette, just ignore Don't. that. Yeah. Um, and you can check out uh, how to donate there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing. A dollar a month really helps us out. Mm -hmm. We can continue making really this quality content. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And you also get stuff. So it's a win win for everyone. Please make, like, I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> exclusive content. This is Beth. Exclusive content available on the Patreon.com. We've done some fun stuff before, like Dracula script readings and talking about droops. Oh, yep. yeah. You, you know what a droop content. is? Yeah. Yeah. This is also Beth. It helps us do things like our live show that happened yeah. last month. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is also Two Beth. Ago. And uh, yeah, it's magical to get support uh, from patrons, from our listeners. Uh, and it really fuels us creatively and mm-hmm. emotionally as well as financially, which we you would not believe our pizza salad budget. So we do appreciate it. Beth? 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 Thank you, patrons. Yay! And future patrons. Patreon.com slash Recall. No. No. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we barely remember. Eat pizza and salads. Thank you, patrons, while watching the movie. Come back, watch the movie again for a second time, and then talk about what we learned. Yeah. yeah. My name is Dan. Uh, uh. <laughs> this is Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our movie this episode is Contact. Great. Quick note for the listener. <laughs> we are sitting in a slightly different configuration and it freaked my brain out for a second. Yeah. I just want to point out that I had the mic set up properly and Dan is sitting at Molly's mic and Molly is sitting oh. at Dan's mic and it is very oh, confusing. Right. That's, what's, that's weird. what's wrong. I was trying to figure that out because I'm like, Dan doesn't normally make eye contact with me <laughs> oh, right. while yeah. saying his name. It's fine. It's done. We did it. Okay. We'll change it the second half. But just so you know, if this podcast sounds super weird, yeah, it's because they're sitting why. in different places. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're like, oh, Molly sounds like she's just off a little just bit, just off like a, a little. little. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We made contact with the wrong chairs. Oh. Oh. Is that what this movie's about? Well, <laughs> yeah. the most important thing about this movie is Jodie Foster, isn't it? Jodie Foster. Nailed the it. Second most important thing is that Matthew McConaughey is in it. Oh, oh he's yes. in it too. What? Yeah. Yeah. All, all right, right, right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Did not know that. I'm I hope a, he drives the Lincoln. Uh, Jody, you going to space or <laughs> 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 what? <laughs>
Yeah. So this is... So Interstellar wasn't his first space rodeo, though. I don't think he goes to space in this one, though. I Does think anybody go to space? Nobody. I don't remember. Does she go? She's she's a she's a SETI. Oh, I think so. Person. Yeah. Right? I'm gonna go ahead and make a bet Ooh. that at many points in this conversation and while watching the movie, I'm gonna confuse this with Arrival. Nice. It seems yeah. like the same movie, and I haven't seen Arrival. What? Oh, how can you say it then? Because they don't they both have like big discs. Well, <laughs> <on> the- <laughs> I mean, write that down. That's most write that down. Movies. <laughs> big discs. I mean, I feel like the iconic moment is she's lying on top of her car or lying in the satellite dish itself. Whoa! And the listening because she's oh she's been listening forever, and she actually hears something for the first time. <sighs> Contact. And then my guess is that the U.S. government gets involved and they mess things up. I mean, aren't they already involved? Isn't SETI a government thing? Is it? it has I guess to be, right? so. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. get involved in a unhealthy way. Like the feds come in. The yeah, FBI they're like, we'll take it from whatever. here. Yeah, yeah, Mulder and Scully. And they try to push in. her out, mm-hmm. but then somehow she ends up being the only person who can make contact. Yes. But in the end, it's just about her connection with her father. Oh, that's wow. what I remember. Is Matthew McConaughey her father? No. No. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Is he a love interest or a oh I, fellow scientist? I thought he was a preacher man. Oh, but maybe he's a so science he preacher man. Antagonist? Maybe she's he's like, a science preacher. So she's a science, science and preacher. He's faith? You know where he's like, uh, he's like, I, I got a degree <laughs> in astro- astronomy, and then I found the Lord. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm working on it. You're saying he's an ex-science. I think he, I feel like he's like he's like a preacher man, but he's the kind of preacher man who's not like boo science all the time. He's more just like I have questions, and I'm not just gonna blindly be like, okay, there's no God and science. I think oh, it's yeah. sort of like because Jodie Foster's like boo God space because she drops through some big circle orb, and she has this whole experience, but nobody else knows it or experiences it. You are it. just ruining this for lying? people who don't remember this movie. Right? Yes. I don't know. That's like the big... Is that the big surprise? Big surprise. Oh, so God, she does I'm get sorry. contacted? I mean, I'll, everyone gets contacted. The whole premise of the movie <laughs> is that a signal that is clearly made by someone comes to Earth. Yeah. And everyone's like, holy shit, something is happening. And it's all about how the world reacts to it, but then more specifically because it's a movie and that's how movies work, how this particular person reacts to it. But, okay. Okay. Doesn't she get contacted as a child? Oh. I thought she was just into space as a child. Just do aliens kidnap her dad? (laughs) (laughs) But her dad is dead, right? Yes. I think so. Or abducted. Or abducted. Oh. Big discs. Abducted. Come on. Oh, then she on. wants to contact. Well, then she wants. To, she's listening because I thought she was listening because maybe her dad was contacted or something, and he told her about it. And she's like, "That's what I want to do." I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna just like preface this with like I don't remember anything about this movie. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I remember her <laughs> her being in like a wooden room. Mm-hmm. Like the the room is like has like pine walls. That sounds right. Right? Yeah. Really? I think that's like her childhood bedroom. Or yeah. Something. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's very specific. I feel like I saw this at a like at a sleepover, like at my friend's house. Uh, do you yeah, think you stayed awake you the whole time? Yes. Okay. okay. I'm going to bet she's in a field at some point. Okay. Okay. Wide shot, Jay Faust in the field. Jay Faust in the field. Nice. Ooh, uh, Dan's bet, Abusey is in this movie. Abusey? Abusey. Not G-Busey. <laughs> Abusey. Got it. The son? 
Probably, yeah. Is that the other Busey that I think so, is yeah. on stage or screen? I believe so. Hmm. Busey the Younger. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do they, they build a machine that yeah. they can like talk to the aliens and then the, she goes into that hula hoop? Like the, mach- hula hoop? the, the, signal, <laughs> the signal they figure yes. out is the machine. Oh. Like the signal that's being sent to them is instructions on how to build the machine. Oh. So it's like if you got a radio signal that was like, here's how to build the TV and then we can Skype is the idea. But you don't Skype on a TV. Well, I got, <sighs> if you plug your laptop in with an HDMI cable, you could use this monitor. That would be in the instruction. Yeah, it's in the instructions. Okay, fine. A monitor with sure. a webcam. All right. Okay. Um, I want to go ahead and be bold and say I don't think it's going to pass the Bechdel-Wallace. That is bold. That's bold for a female-led A female-led movie. film. But it, it does seem like one of those movies where like that's part of the movie. You know what I mean? Oh, like like she's, she's a lady in the science field and now all these men are trying to tell oh, her what to do. Like Silence of the Lambs except yeah. for science. Except for yeah. science and like science higher lambs, up in the government. Because right? I'm sure at one point I'm... <laughs> what? What did you say? I didn't... Science, science of the, of the Lambs. lambs. Very good, yes. Because um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dan's bet she at one point speaks directly to the president of the United States. Whoa. Whoa. I'm yes. guessing is a dude in this movie. Because I think like this is supposed to take place in like contemporary times, not, oh boy, it's the future times. Yeah, like a George Cromwell type. Oh yeah, what year did this come out? Ooh. I know it, but before I knew it, I was going to guess 1995. You don't have to do this. You've done this in other episodes, too. Really? Where you say you know the year and then just guess a year anyway. But I guessed before I looked it up. Okay. Because I'm the one who was going to play the movie. Okay. I had to look it up. Right. To find it. Yeah. And it's like the first thing they tell you. I know. So before I did that, I made a conscious choice okay. to think about when I thought it came out. And I was like, post-college. Yeah. And I chose 1995. Okay. I guess what I'm saying is, don't feel op- when you know you're the one that has to look it up, don't feel <laughs> obligated to still guess what year it came out. But that's part of the fun. Okay, if you're having fun, then great. <laughs> My guess is 97. I'm going to say 96. Okay, I also know what it is. But I did pre-guess. Uh, so well. I'll say 97. Yay! <laughs> well, now I'm feeling doubtful. That is. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a little further after college than I realized. Yeah. I definitely saw it in a theater. I didn't. I don't remember when I watched it, but I definitely watched it on home video release. Oh. Yeah. But I don't remember if I just watched it on my own in college because I'm like, I've heard of this movie. Or if it was like, hey, let's watch this movie. Someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I feel confident I've seen it. Yep. But I don't know the <laughs> circumstances. And my confidence is eroding quickly as we're talking about mm-hmm. it. Oh, are you going to be Molly in this one? I might be. Oh, nice. Wow. I also read the book years after watching the movie. And I feel like remembering the book is pretty close to the movie wow or like they're pretty like they parallel each other quite a bit which is surprising yeah so is most of the most of the movie is people not believing jodie foster or no the the movie is like we have made contact and now the most of the movie is what are we going to do about it right because like the rubes just those you know regular people are like losing their minds, right? Like would actually happen. Like okay. I remember this movie actually being like a pretty plausible just in terms of like how society would actually respond to okay. extraterrestrial People contact. Are freaking. People be freaking mm-hmm. in various ways. Yeah. And I think McConaughey, I, this is why I think McConaughey is a preacher man because I feel like McConaughey is like 
the character in the movie who's like, oh, let's consider the theological implications of this, right? Because it's suddenly redefining how we know the universe. Right. But does that redefine our spiritual beliefs? Because oh. do our spiritual beliefs depend on us being alone in the universe or something like that? Oh, man. This might be oh. mostly in the book. That's intense. But <laughs> oh, have y'all seen the documentary about flat earthers? No. No. Okay, it is fascinating. Yeah. It's a very, very interesting subset of people. And when I was watching that, I was thinking about like what the appeal of a space movie like this is, like Arrival or Contact. And to me, it's like a more grown-up version of that fantasy that at some point in your life, in your mm-hmm. regular life, mm-hmm. something is going to happen that is so magical and out of your regular normal life that is going to be transformative, much like going into Narnia, right? Sure, yes, sure. And, and that's sort of what happens with Jodie Foster in this movie. But then when I was watching this documentary about flat earthers, I was like, oh, if you accept the idea that the world is flat when you've been told it's round your whole life, mm-hmm. part of the enticement for that idea is it means all kinds of things are possible that you didn't think were possible before. Sure. And your ordinary life doesn't have to be your ordinary life. It could be something greater or different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. also like I don't follow. Like it's like they've created their own Narnia because it's like, yeah. oh, people think the world is this way, but I know it's actually this way, and I've like the scales have fallen from my eyes. I'm special. Or it's just like my the life Matrix. Is special. Like I've now taken the yeah. whichever color pill. Yeah, which the red one. Uh, yeah, which has become <laughs> problematic for oh, similar right. reasons. Yeah. With like it's the same perspective, but in a much more like. <laughs> Uh, disgusting way. Yeah. But it's the same idea. I've seen the truth. I've seen the truth. With all these other idiots. Yes. Whatever happened to that guy who was going to build a rocket to prove that the earth was flat? Uh, He did. Did he go up in the rocket? Yes. Wow. I think so. Uh, Or maybe... I don't remember. He's. I mean, he's done it at least once before he became big-time newsman. Yeah. Uh, he did it once and, like, almost died. Sure. Um, I can't remember if he actually launched again, but he became like he sort of like pivoted to flat earthing to get more funding. Yeah. Because like the first time he did it, he just did it because he's a weirdo who's like, I'm going to build a steam rocket or whatever. But then no one wanted to fund him. So he's like, maybe cynically is like, oh, I'm going to do it to prove this thing that this niche amount of online people would be willing to pay money for. Yeah. Are, are, is the mainstream flat earth belief within that still like we're on a turtle like is that no. part of it too no, no it's i think just it's flat, just and then disc there's, in a, space? A disc. there's a disc it's a projection oh it's what? also a projection, it's a projection. Wait, what's a projection what's a projection the sky oh, oh from where well they set it up who exactly okay the government because if you knew is that's just how tricky they are is the projection coming from earth or outside of earth i i don't know okay i guess outside would make more know. sense well i don't know it's like a planetarium right, right. what's it like... projecting on Ooh. onto the dome they have words for all of this so there's they're... an explanation so for a, all of it's it it's flat with a dome yep so it's like they so took it's like a half sphere then yeah they took the flat earth and then the like celestial spheres theory that happened back in many centuries ago where they thought the planet was surrounded by a bunch of like giant crystal spheres and that's why stars and stuff were there sure and they kind of took they sort of made it their own or what's something fascinating is i i think honestly watching this documentary it is more accessible science uh-huh. to try to prove that the earth is flat or that it's not flat actually makes scientific discovery something that you personally with 
like a high school or maybe college education could test, mm -hmm. whereas actual astrophysics mm -hmm. and um, the higher sciences are so inaccessible to so many people. I think that's the other enticement of it. Yeah, and I think part of it is also like, I mean, from what I've seen when people make comments about, when I see that sort of shit where it's just like, oh, I'm so high up in this plane, how come I can't see the curve or whatever? Like, I think it's also <laughs> a partly a way for people to cope with the fact that like they have been told how truly massive the universe is yeah. and how truly insignificant they are. So like their solution to that is that's not true. Like the world is not so massive that I cannot see the curvature of it, which is the actual reason you can't see the curvature of it because you're a tiny speck on a giant ball of rock. Uh, but their theory is like, no, it's because this is all a lie. Yeah. They can't accept that it's that big. Yeah. So I think not being alone in the universe is a similarly enticing idea. Mm -hmm. For sure. But also teens. Oh, oh yeah. The earth yeah. is round. Yeah. Don't read For a sure. book. Just read a book. No, wait. I didn't. I cut myself out the worst possible time. Yes, read a book. <laughs> yeah. Read a book. <laughs> Do do some at home science experiments. Hey, yeah. Hey, you don't have to. You don't have to do astrophysicists to have fun with science. Make a fucking volcano with baking powder. No, that's not teen thing. <laughs> that's not a teen thing. That's like fourth grade thing. Yeah, but I don't know what teen science is. Do some of that. <laughs> teen science. Gravity. Teen science. Oh yeah, gravity. Like drop a feather and a hammer something. on the moon. What? What? That's the thing, though. Feather and the hammer on the moon. Feather and the hammer. Can I tell you some teen science? Yes. yes. Get some Mentos and some Diet Coke. Yeah. yeah we're talking. Put them in your mouth at the same time. No. Whoa. <laughs> Teens. Beth, what are you doing? Beth. That's teen science. No. Yeah. I saw a teenager do that, and it just like projected out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hilarious. That sounds awesome. That's actually pretty and cool. And you can like spew on your friend. Yeah. yeah. It was. I don't think it was dangerous. Yes. <laughs> I just, all, just don't plug your fine. nose, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, but don't, don't swallow play. it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Be very just use your <laughs> nope. <laughs> Never. Nope. I was gonna say just use your mouth as a vessel, but it sounded weird. I didn't like it. <laughs> All right, teens, do science in your mouth. Yep. <laughs> That's the lesson here. That's not what I'm trying to say. Yep. I agree with Beth. Please don't quote me on that. <laughs> okay, so the movie contact. Yes. Yeah. Jay Foss is like, hey, it's this way. Everybody else is like, it's the other way. Like, what is happening in this movie? It's just a lot of, I think a lot of it is just like, she's saying, here's what I figured out. And then a yeah. bunch of people are saying, here's what we should do with that information. And she's like, she's sort of like the Indiana Jones that belongs in a museum of this yeah. data that's being broadcast to the planet where yeah. she's like, let's just make it. And who cares, like who controls it? Because I'm sure the president is like, oh, American satellites received it. It's an American. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like sure there's some. It could some... be a Russian signal building a bomb. Yeah. Or oh. like. I think there is some sort of arms race thing where it's like once the signal's decoded, it's like who's going to build whatever this is first because mm. what if it's like a super weapon to, to conquer the planet or whatever. Right. Whereas Jodie Foster, Foss is like science, let's just do science. Yeah. So this does sound a lot like Arrival in that there's a lot of stuff going on. But yes. my question about this is... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Best bet, a lot of stuff going on. Yep. Um, is it... Okay, I, I remember a lot of scenes of her in her childhood. Mm -hmm. oh. Does it keep flashing back or does it start in her childhood and then progress? I do not remember. Because in Arrival, it's all over the place, the yeah. timeline. But in Arrival, time is actually like part of the plot. Mm. Whereas this one, sorry. 
In this one, I don't think it is. I don't remember. But yeah, they definitely deal... Because a whole... Yeah, like there's this whole subtext of her relationship with her father. But I don't remember if they like keep coming back to it or if it's just at the beginning where she's like, I'm a kid, space. Where's, and then they uh, cut to where's mom? Ooh, great question. Wow. Well, that's where I think it might pass the Bechdel Wallace. I think that her mom is You think is there's old around. mom? Yeah. Okay. Right? Cool. Maybe. Well, okay. I, I'm also going to make a bold bet that she or her father was contacted in the past. Mm. Sure. Somehow. I love it. Like a spooky, like everything's jiggling in your room at night. Yeah, and or she's like been desperate to prove it her whole or like, life, well, kind or, of thing. Or like maybe he was desperate to prove it, and then he dies, and so uh, she's like carrying it on sure, somehow. Sure, like sure, sure. there's a somehow a connection there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Based off of me not remembering anything That's about great. this movie, this is I, all about how movies work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I cannot I remember for the life of me any scene where she's a child, but that makes so much sense. Hmm. I think and there's if, at least one. And I if agree I with think that. About it too hard. Like, I start to get her lying in a satellite, confused with uh, dazed and confused, where they're lying on the football field. And McConaughey's there. Oh, and pump up the volume. What? Also had a football field scene where people are listening. That was to the radio. Pump up the volume. Is that a movie? Yes, it was terrible. Christian Slater was in it. Yeah. It was his uh, follow up to Heather's. It was unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did she have a sister? Who? Jodie Foster. Oh, I don't know. Wow. I feel like she has a female family member that she talks to I about do, her dad. Yeah, now that you've said it out loud, I do. I will double Dan on this bet that there is some female family member who at some point is like, Jody, stop sciencing so hard. You're hurting yourself or yeah. something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Like yeah. you're losing connections with other people because of your sciencing or yes. something. Yeah. I would love to lose my bet against the Bechdel Wallace. Sure. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I just feel like it's possible in 1997 to have a female lead and no conversation with another one. I agree. Woman. Sure. It's very possible. Hey. Especially it a still happens today. <laughs> like a science fiction movie for sure. Uh, so she falls in a hula hoop and then is in space? <laughs> we don't know. Oh, it's like a woo, something happened? Yeah. Kind of thing? Does she, so, but she disappears from no, Earth? I, I don't think so. I think the whole point is she just falls through and lands. So from our perspective on the outside, it looks like nothing happened. But from her perspective, within her mind, yeah. a whole journey happens. Yes. Oh. But it's like space-time fuckery, where it's, yeah. you're not yeah. really sure what happened. Is that how it ends? Can't prove anything. Oh, yeah, I, I think don't know. It's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her dad comes back. But there's like some... Through the bookcase? Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. Her dad is her ghost, who taught her how to build a giant machine. Whoa. That, uh, ooh, I just remember this. Dan's bet. There is a man who lives in a plane... Whoa. In this movie. Really? Yeah. Years before Charlize Theron's character in that <laughs> Fast and Furious movie. He lives in a plane that flies. Yes. Okay. Oh, like Not just like a, like a junkyard no, plane. No. Like, okay. like, like Woody Harrelson in uh, 2012? I never saw that. Does he live in a plane in that movie? He's like a crazy guy in an RV. And he's always moving? Yeah. I think it's like that, but a plane. I think it's like that, but plane. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that one. 2012. It's worth it. <laughs> uh, all right i got nothing else to say great yeah carl sagan wrote the book that's all carl sagan oh, wrote really? the book mm-hmm. oh. oh this is gonna be better than i hope it is i mean i don't think he wrote the screenplay <laughs> oh i, <laughs> I mean, think he was true, dead but if it's before this movie was... yeah but if it's based off of his writing sure it's yeah. probably interesting i hope so I remember liking it Carl when I saw Sagan's it. Carl Sagan's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be great. 
Well, we don't. I guess we should bet for real. If it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. So I guess my question is, how many JFOS pine satellite dishes? Wow. So it's a wow. satellite dish like made out of pine boards? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, I love how it. How many of those do you think you'll like give you She built her own when she yeah. was a child. I yeah. love it so much. Out of her bedroom. Yes. <laughs> what? Oh, me. Uh, again, we're completely <laughs> sitting confused. in a very weird orientation. <laughs> and I'm making eye contact with the wrong people at the wrong time. Contact. <laughs> ah! Eye contact. Uh, okay, Pine, JFOS Pine Satellites. I remember liking this movie a lot because it was interesting and not just like, you know, it's always refreshing to see a space movie that's not like pew, pew, pew space. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because there aren't that many. Like even the ones that pretend to be not that, it's Mm -hmm. at least one scene or two where it's like, actually, it's pew, pew, pew space. (laughs) But I think this one is actually like, like Arrival, it's mostly just kind of like, yeah, there's aliens maybe, but they mostly just... You know, they're just kind of trying to figure each other out. No big deal. Also, McConaughey's in it, and he's charming as shit, no matter what he's doing, even when he's playing a creeper, which I don't think he's a creeper this one. I think he's a very charming uh, preacher man. They got, like, some chemistry? They def have chem. Okay. Nice. (laughs) Teams. Are you writing that down? Def def have have chem. Um, We may even play our favorite game, but I'm not sure. Because I don't know what I don't know what church he belongs to. So, uh, anyway, this is a tangent. Four wooden pine satellites. Wow. Yeah. Feeling optimistic. Great. I feel like when I saw it, I didn't understand it because I was a I was too young to understand. And it. all that peer pressure from the sleepover of everyone else going to bed, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So I think. Um. But it sounds like it has space in it, mm-hmm. which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And philosophy, which mm-hmm. I enjoy. Um, so I'm going to go with four pine discs. <laughs> four JFOS, J-Foss pine, pine, satellite satellite dishes. pine satellite discs. Dishes. Dishes. <laughs> Dot com. Uh, None of this conversation sparked any memories about me watching this movie. Great. Wow. So I am now very concerned I have not <laughs> seen it. Awesome. Uh, I guess it sounds like a movie I might like. I think I'm, I'm going to be a bold in being a coward. Yeah. Three. <laughs> I got no idea. Hey, I like a heady movie yeah. about space. If but it turns also, out there's manned travel to space, will that affect your score? Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, to clarify, my problem with <laughs> Apollo 13 was that they were actual people going up there, putting themselves in danger, and I couldn't figure out a good reason. But a fictional people going in. That's fine. All aboard. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, so three? Hashtag stay on Earth. Um, yeah, three. I don't know. What if it's really long? It sounds like it's just like a lot of people being like, we should do this. No, we should do this. That and actually, like having internal struggles. That might be true. And if it's, I believe it's two and a half hours long, <laughs> yeah. that sounds long and boring. Uh-huh. So three. Great. Well, I think if it didn't have the power to put a young Beth K. Gibbs to sleep, then maybe it'll be okay. But I am worried about the length mm-hmm. as well. I really like Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey, and I want to believe. So I'm going to give it an optimistic four. Nice. With the underlying expectation, it may end up a two. 
Just depending. Yeah. Like, Wait. I don't know what the pacing is going to be like. So you're rating it four, but mm-hmm. there's like a, s- a secret rating. It's a classic, <laughs> classic <laughs> Molly bet hedge where she bets three numbers within her bet <laughs> based on different triggers. And with that, we're going to press pause, go watch the movie Contact, and we'll be right back. Um, um, and we're back. We just watched 150 minutes mm. of science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That I don't know how I feel about yet, but I will know shortly. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're still you're still out on it. I'm still processing a little bit on science in general, or just no, the, the science movie. of the movie. Okay. Mm. Got yeah. It. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. You just received the signal. You have to decode it. <laughs> yeah, you have to find the interlaced frames of the story. Oh, that's right. Oh, can I try to summarize it unless the yes. Oh, yes. 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 Summary. yes, I will time you. Okay, great. I'll just do it on my fancy watch. Oh. oh. It's not my fancy, oh, but it has watch. a stopwatch function. Vegans, Are you ready? Design. Yes. Go. It starts out, Jodie Foster is a little girl who... Uh, uh, discovers the joy of science with her dad. She flash flash forward to she flash forward to when she is a scientist and uh, not taken very seriously. And the patriarchy and the power establishment tries to keep her down, but she does get a signal from outer space, and that turns into um, mighty uh, geo global ramifications. And in it, she gets mansplained a lot. 30 seconds. Um, and uh, she, oh, Matthew McConaughey is there. And he's sort of like a romantic and a God counterpoint to her purely scientific perspective. Uh, anyway, they build this very expensive thing because they receive the blueprints and they're like all these layers to the signal that they're getting where they finally get blueprints, they build them and she drops through and 18, power, hour, 18 hours pass for her. Uh, but uh, it is a very short time for everyone else and then ends with a congressional hearing where she is doubted publicly and in the end time. Matthew McConaughey stands up for her. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. 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 wow, wow. Nice. That was pretty good. Yeah. Thanks. You crushed it all good. while a cat was... <laughs> Like jumping onto you. you. <laughs> this is true. Well, she's really, like right there. Really like she's right up there, there for a second. She probably heard my voice and was like, I'll save you. <laughs> so this movie came out in 1997. I was right. <laughs> along with nice. Beth. Good job. I was right and I guessed it. Yeah. I guessed from the knowledge of seeing it earlier today. Oh. Well, an educated I guess. Used the one might say. <laughs> Good job, us. Um, yeah, it did have a lot of big discs. Okay, Con- dishes. Cave discs. Come on. Come on. You know what a dish And is. we know what you meant by big disc. It wasn't that. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean that. What did you mean by but that? But now I know what you think I mean. Wait, and what yeah. is it? What's happening? What do you think you think I... Wait, what do... <laughs> like a different big D word. No. Like big oh. disc energy. <laughs> yeah, big disc energy. I mean, kind of. I thought you mean more just like... Uh, like space saucers and oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh. I meant the satellite dishes. Oh, no. I said disc. Come on. I kept on saying disc. It's my like fault. like your flat earth I feel like dish? disc No, I suggests... just said a thing. And it was funny. <sighs> was it funny? Big disc energy is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I that said. That was Beth, so. <laughs> Please so don't take credit for my joke. No, I said it. Shut up for a second. <laughs> Wait, no. You shut up over here. 
<laughs> I just watched uh, men anyway, interrupt women for like Dan's the last gonna two be hours. Sent to a, <laughs> Dan's going to be sent to a comedy joke uh, <laughs> summit as the expert joke yeah, writer. Yeah, I'm going to drop through the joke tube now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! You know what happens joke energy. <laughs> when you when you go first. Yeah, yeah Jake Busey comes Busey in. Me up. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that whole thing in the summary. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Jake yeah. Busey's also oh, there. Yeah. You're running short on time. I think it you was fine. You did really good. Yeah. Busey. Cool. Anyway, discs to me, and I think Molly are more of a flat yeah. circle, like time. Matthew McConaughey. Or um, like a <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, or or like a frisbee. Yeah. Fairly flat, flatter than that. I just but, feel like yeah. most of the satellite dishes we saw were like way more curved. Yes. Yeah. Sure, like but if you look at it in two dimensions, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, why would you do that? Why would we do that? We learned from Creep Supreme in the Sky that you don't look at it in two dimensions. Well, you look at it in a different amount of dimensions than you originally think you should. Okay. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, also, okay. Hitler's there. <laughs> also, Hitler's there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we left out a couple details in the summary. I guess we can it's go back. It's fine. You did so in. good for yeah. 60 oh, seconds. No, I just way was, better than Dan ever has. Well, wow. Like if somebody <laughs> has, does, remembers contact as poorly as I do, they might not remember that one of the things that gets broadcast back to Earth is Hitler opening the 1936 games, Sounds Olympic right. games. I mean, I can confirm all of that except the year. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll just go with the Olympic games, first Olympic games that got broadcast. Uh, on a wide enough bandwidth that it would have been received in space, mm-hmm. presumably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. It's real I, ominous and creepy. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, I did appreciate that the representative of the American government, played by a professional asshole James Woods, <laughs> yeah. uh, did probably what a representative of the American government would actually do if the space signal were just suddenly Nazis. <laughs> Like he just sort of like told the army to come back in the yeah, room. Just, Not that they could do anything. It's a TV yeah. signal. But he did immediately like go on the defensive. Just like, oh my God, space Nazis. It's all true. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't they that have been a fine? How do you do? Yeah. That's a different movie. Which one? Iron Sky. Oh yeah. Like moon Nazis or whatever. Right. I watched like the first half hour. It's uh-huh. real bad. Of course. But essentially is. the premise is the Nazis weren't all killed. They fled to the moon, and they've been rebuilding since the end of World War II. On the moon. On the moon. So not in Argentina. The dark side of the moon. Correct. Got it. The Argentina of the solar system. Of the solar system. (laughs) Got it. Doesn't the moon... No, maybe it doesn't. The moon does not rotate. Correct. It rotates with us. Yeah. It's tidally locked, so the same side always faces us. Okay. Yeah. So the dark side is not necessarily always dark. No. Certainly not. It's, it's just never seen by us from yeah. the Dark surface. To us. Yeah. Okay. If a light never falls on our eyes, does it in the woods? Does it darken <laughs> the woods? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking it'd be funny if they did set up a camp, but they had to keep moving it. So oh, it was oh, dark. Yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Um, we were right that McConaughey is a well, we call him a science preacher. Oh, mm-hmm. did I? Yeah. yeah. He's really. He's not. I mean, he's not like well, a, well, he's honestly, educated though, what, right? But like, why, I mean, why is he there? Why is he being called into these like really important government meetings? He's like, um, he's like a Jesus Malcolm Gladwell. He's like Billy Graham. <laughs> a counterpoint. Yeah. Although I feel like Rob Lowe played the Billy Graham. Oh yeah. Except a little if, bit. Yeah. It's so like I think Billy Graham. He's a more acceptable. Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. He's like a religion. white uh, Dalai Lama. 
mixed wow. with pop psychology. But but he doesn't have a following or anything. He's yeah, just a researcher. I, I think him and I think him and Rob Lowe are like two sides of the Billy Graham equation, where mm. it's like he is the one who is actually a member of, like he has some sort of religious scholarship, or whatever. And Rob Lowe is one that actually is in a position to engage directly with the political machine, right? Yeah. Which I guess makes sense because like Billy Graham was more like hot shit in like Nixon time, right? Yeah. Like he was like hanging out at the White House Hung out and with shit. the queen. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the 90s, I'm sure Bill Clinton's advisors at least would be like, you can't, you gotta have at least like a proxy yeah. <laughs> or something. No, that's fair. Uh, yeah, spoiler but- alert, Bill Clinton is the president in this movie. Yeah. yeah. McConaughey also just shows up all the time. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's there doing research in, in Puerto Rico. Yep. And... They bang. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, we didn't even get to play the game. No. I mean, there's no game to be played. Well, it's because Jay Foss just goes for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it. they didn't like, to be clear to our listeners, oh, they sure. didn't show it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, they just are, they they show them lying in bed naked. Presumably after After smooching. Yeah. After, after smooching. smooching heavily for smooching. a few minutes. Heavy smooch, hard cut, <laughs> and then a bit. But do we think this was a longer ongoing relationship? No. Well, okay. Here's the I reason I think it is. I was confused by it. Because she first arrives, she puts her very first pin in the board mm-hmm. where she's narrowing down, uh, I don't know, sources of strange signals. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they have a flirtation, some back and forth, you sort of get the picture that they're going to get together. Mm-hmm. But when they do, they pan across that map again, and it's got many, many thumbtacks yeah. in it. Shmi says she's been there for a while. Yeah, I think, it, I mean, I don't know how long she's been there, but I think that they had a longer-term relationship from when she arrived to when she leaves. But then he messes it up by bringing up God and her dad while in bed. And I think after that, she's like, smell you later. Interesting. But then also, how did they, I, I was confused as to why they didn't know how to contact each other. Yeah. I guess they were just like banging around Puerto Rico because they were in the same small. Right. That's what that, I'm confused about. That's a about. good point. I didn't, I forgot about that Because when she leaves, he's like, how do I get in touch with you? And like, why did that come up? Oh, because she was leaving. A later. Well, no, she was leaving Puerto Rico at that point. No. Oh, no. She was just leaving the thing. But I think they would just see each other all the time, right? They'd make a plan What's the every time they got together. Okay. What is the timeline? She buys the push pins that yeah. she will then put in that map. Yeah. She runs into McConaughey. He was like, I've, got, I've also got a Medaya beer and a book. <laughs> I've yeah. got a book. Can I sit? Thank you. So good. Uh, <laughs> then what? They talk for a little bit. And then is she like, let's go back to my bang shed? Or do they? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Her house. Yeah. Well, it's like it's, like it's a it's a residence that they're given. The satellite employees are given. But sure. they like. Do they meet again before they like look at the stars together? Right. And suck face. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was nicer than that. I was actually I know, really pleased hard. with that first kiss. It was yeah. like one of the less gross 1990s kisses. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. definitely. Yeah, we've yeah, seen there was some not really a lot bad of, like, ones. Flapping tongues, or just yeah. like crushing. Just, definitely no Val Kilmer. Face. So I also feel like if they had been seeing each other for a long time, God would have come up a lot more, right? Like that's a big part of his dad identity. He brings up that that's the big turnoff. I think that is okay. Oh, okay, I get it now. Yes, okay. <laughs> So oh. she gets the pushpins. They meet in the pushpin beer store. 
<laughs> um, they meet the Pushing Beer Star. They have a little chat. And yeah. she's like, and he's like, uh, <laughs> and then she's like, I have to go, but also, uh, let me, like, I'll tell you when, what's his name's going to be here, because that's who he's trying to interview. And then they meet again at that little thing where Drumlin's like, oh, let me talk about how good science is. And yeah. that's when he comes in and, and, and Drumlin's like, oh, Father Joss or whatever. And then she's like, oh, he's a god man. Yeah. And that's when they bang. So yeah. some amount of time has has passed where she could theoretically have put pushpins in. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Because oh. she only had done one pushpin. That only took like a couple hours. And we knew Drumlin was coming on Tuesday, which means she's at least had a couple more days to look at oh. pins. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Boom. Okay. <laughs> that one bang. Sense. Ever? Sure. Yes. Wow. That was first bang? He's that good. First bang, last bang? Okay, but... First bang, last bang. I do have... I do wonder if there was a secondary bang. When? Okay, he shows up about the time that she's about to go into the machine. Oh, he shows up and yeah, she's in her yeah, room. Yeah, she okay. might be... Is she wearing a robe? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. and... In Japan? They, Yes. Yeah, machine? and yeah. they get really close. No, you're right, and then it cuts yep. to the next yep. day or whatever. Second bang. I think there was a second bang. Yep. Yeah. Second bang. Go to machine. That's a good bang theory. <laughs> oh, oh one thousand dollars a month. Big friend bang. Yes. <laughs> then you'll hear all of our good bang theories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I get about with that. The two. Yeah, because like. Yeah, it totally happened. The second bang. If, yeah. If she well, thinks it's possible, I might die tomorrow. Yeah, and he's like, "It's possible you might die tomorrow." Yeah, and also like, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't vote. <laughs> Ellie, I didn't. Oh, I'm losing it. No, <laughs> no, who this is? It's not McConaughey. No, it's not. All right, we are I've lost it. <laughs> Get that swirling sphere, oh, uh. <laughs> the yellow king. <laughs> anyway, yeah. he he voted for he didn't vote for not because not only because she flubbed herself in the committee here, but also because he didn't want her to leave. Yeah, that's right. He they, admits that's it later. They, they heard about each other. They smooch in D.C. and it's less cute. What? No, that, that was, was a Japan kiss. smooch. Didn't no, they, they smooch in D.C. as well yeah, because there's <laughs> yes. they're right in front of the Washington Monument. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's right. That's right. They smooch in DC, but then when he actually says, I care about you, please don't leave. I don't want you to leave. It's right in Japan, right? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They have a long ongoing romance. Yes, they do. And anytime they're in Washington, DC, they are shown (laughs) in front of the the Washington Monument, which is erect in the middle of the city. Yep. Yep. I think it's very clear. There is a lot of death. What is it again? Def Chem. Def Chem. There's Def Chem there. And it's Def being shown visually. (laughs) Wow. Bobby Z. I mean, it's like, it's literally every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that scene where they kiss, it's in the background. There's one at night where it's in the background. And then at the end, when they're walking out of Mm the... Capitol judiciary building. i don't know what building what is I think it they're coming Capitol? out of the capitol building right yeah mm-hmm. sure. congressional hearing or oh whatever. i see yeah. oh yeah um it is also in the background yeah. I mean, you can even see it really far away in puerto rico no <laughs> <laughs> 
I will say, I thought Robert Zemeckis did Robert Zemeckis did an incredible job. Yeah, it was cool. I know that's not a very controversial stance to take. There were some cool shots. But yeah, is that, a, shot. wait, is that a breaking news alert? Yeah. Oh. Molly. Also, Jodie Foster is pretty good. Um, but, uh, there's a really incredible scene. Oh, it's one the second flashback, uh, as a child to answer the question we asked in the first half, Ugh. there are two flashbacks. Ugh. Second one's super sad. Um, it's where her dad dies and she doesn't get to him with medicine in time or that's how she blames herself. But yeah. anyway, there's this incredible shot where she's trying to get to the medicine cabinet and time just sort of slows down and you can see the, I guess the camera's backing up as it. I don't know. Camera does yeah. a cool thing. It, like, it looks like you're just watching her run down the hallway to the mm-hmm. bathroom. But then it sort of seamlessly becomes the reflection of her running into the bathroom from the medicine cabinet. Yeah. And it's super cool. It is really cool. And usually when I notice stuff, I think that's not a great sign yeah. that I'm noticing it. But yeah. in this case, I was just like, check. And I felt like there were several scenes that were like that. Oh, that ended up being into the mirror? I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He did a lot of stuff with like reflections yeah. and like tr- uh transitioning the shot through glass mm-hmm. or through eyes or through eyes yeah it was uh mostly just her eyes yes yeah which i guess is probably deliberate the containing universe her eyes. yeah and then only she has seen yes the whatever spoiler alert she's the only one that gets to see the cool stuff and yeah. nobody yeah. believes her yeah, yeah. i want to talk about that flashback slash her childhood, which is just in general. Yeah. yeah. Well, two things. One, it's a real sad childhood. Yeah. She like her oh. mother dies in childbirth. Yeah. So she never knows her mother. Yep. Um, and then yeah, her dad dies like while they're watching comets when she's like, like a young child. There's popcorn. Like he was like making popcorn to bring up to her oh. so they could eat popcorn and look at the stars. Yep. Yeah. And she was like yelling at him. Yep. To hurry yeah. up. But then it takes her forever to go down and <sighs> check on him. And then there's no adult that checks in on her like <laughs> no. the day I would assume that that's awake or something like that. Yeah. And um, like, a co- is it a cop? No, no a priest. The priest. priest. The priest is like trying to like, just, like tell her. He it hard. I, he just like, <laughs> she's, really she is in. like blaming herself for her father's death and he just doesn't say anything and then just like walks away. Oh yeah. His big thing is it was God's will. Yeah. 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 He and like then, took his shot as yeah. real like boilerplate yeah. bullshit. It's like, well, that didn't work. Well, he didn't, but like, it's so <laughs> funny that like, if not, I don't, I just love how like, you don't even take it again. Like you don't go for a second try when she's like, I clearly am blaming myself for how I was just like, even yeah. if that's all you got. Yeah, at least yeah. give her a counterpoint. No, yeah. there were so many places where they had her on her own. So mm-hmm. certainly, when she's a child, and she go, even when she goes back into the wake or the funeral, it's happening at her own house. Nobody is there. Yeah, nobody comes near her. And then after the congressional hearing, where she gets grilled at the towards the very end of the movie, she gets grilled. She's all alone at the desk, and then as she leaves, her lawyer's walking with her, and then he just takes off. Yeah, which. Never happens in real life. Like no. Your lawyer is with you. They want as much airtime as you get. Yeah. Um, but maybe the lawyer's like, "Ooh, I'm done with this kook." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of her being on her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a couple of rare exceptions. And then also during that wake, she goes upstairs and gets on her ham radio. Oh. Oh. Like, to to oh God. Um, and that line really stuck with me, paired with another one. So she's on there just saying "come back" over and over, mm-hmm. which is like both. I don't know, it was really powerful because it's, it's both like the ham yeah, thing of like, right. I said this thing, come back. But yeah. then it's also like, come she back. really wants her dad to come back. <sighs> um, that hit me really hard. And then later when she's, the line she repeats over and over in the 
space sphere mm-hmm. is okay to go. And like, that's the code for like, we can keep launching. But it also, part of it struck me as like, she's like, okay to die. Yeah. yeah. She was like, yep. ready to make the sacrifice. She's okay to go yeah. both on a technical space level and on the like, Oh yeah, I don't know, and it, it just it read through really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Jay also Fosten. she did that in like a green screen or some kind of like brown weird cube. chair, <laughs> a gray yeah. cube. Yeah. yeah, it was beautifully done. Yeah, it's just really powerful lines. Yeah. Mm. She was great. There is <laughs> someone said like, is Matthew McConaughey supposed to be God? Oh, in I this? said that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think I might be right because it just keeps popping up. <laughs> he keeps—he comes out of nowhere. <laughs> um, he just like appears from around corners. He's yeah. always in the right place at the right time to to take Jodie Foster on this journey. Like he's, he's written pushed, a best-selling book. He's right, a best-selling book. Mm. Hey, maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> the Bible. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he's he's pushing her on this journey towards faith, right? Right. And at mm-hmm. the end, she has to admit that everybody needs to take her thing on faith that she went through this wormhole yeah and she her testimony at that point parallels matthew mcconaughey's description of when he found god as a young man oh yeah there's so many lines she has early on i'm like oh you're gonna eat that later (laughs) i know because i saw this in 1997 Uh uh-huh one thing that i really liked about the depiction of the co-workers and the colleagues and the science men the science yeah but her like closest colleagues yeah who sometimes their quirks were played up just a little little it's sort of that same it kind of reminded us of a twister Mm -hmm. a little bit yeah um but i really liked that there were many instances where someone would bark out an order and the person that was being given the order would say already on it yeah so many instances either with her or with her colleagues and I was like, yes, thank you. Because you watch these, you know, TV shows like ER take place in an ER and the doctor's barking out orders and you're like, that nurse already knows this right. stuff, right? Like the whole point. They've of- already halfway done it. <laughs> right. Like that's, there's no reason. But- you're just doing exposition for us. Yeah. And so I really like that they gave us the exposition and the feeling of urgency while also acknowledging that everyone knows what they're doing. Right. That's like the whole point yeah, of like, them it's not like, all being there. Well, I'm a scientist, but I don't know how. Oh, I'm what just do frantically I do typing on this keyboard of this computer <laughs> yeah. I've been using for years. <laughs> so I, I really appreciated that nod in the screenplay. Yeah. This movie was really good at, like, Dan, I think you pointed this out when we saw the post-bang a pushpin map <laughs> yeah. to show that more time has passed. She's checked more stars that like this movie did that a lot where it was like pretty good at just sort of like feeding us information, but not like hard. Oh, except um, for the flashback of her entire life. Yeah. I mean, sure. Some t- like some of it was just like, you, you know what I mean? But we um, get it. yeah. Um, but oh, fuck, I had another example. Uh, I don't know. I'll think about it while we talk about her science friends. Okay. Because they're amazing. Yeah, they are kind of amazing. Um, Where are you starting? I want to start with like Stoner Dude. Yeah. Rad yeah. Stoner Dude. Yep. <laughs> amazing. That was the guy like who had like the pineapple around. shirts and stuff? Yeah, yeah. He's wearing Aloha shirts and like has a man bun. Yep. And it's just like his line reads is just like, whoa, yeah. But he's still like smart. Like he's not a dummy. Yeah. He's just like. He's the already on it guy. Yeah. But he sounds like a complete doofus. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, yeah. Although at one point, it seems like he's just like pulling out speakers and like plugging them into stuff. That was his job. I yeah. just love that he's, he's like, big boy. he's like the, the roadie. Yeah. He was clearly the roadie though. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Like yeah, he may be smart, but he's still the roadie. Yeah. And then the other dude in there. His shirt in that scene where they finally get oh the signal. Oh my God, it's like eight shirts sewn together. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's like 
vertical and horizontal yeah. stripes. Yeah. But like each <laughs> quadrant is a different color. It's really good. It's a really good shirt. Is that is that Panama hat guy from the beginning? Yes. I was just gonna say, like, we knew oh, that guy was gonna we knew that guy was gonna give us gold when he is introduced in the background of yeah. Jody Foster coming <laughs> to Puerto Rico wearing a gigantic Panama hat absurdly bright shirt yeah. and smoking a pipe yeah yeah oh pipe guy oh pipe guy fish and then, yeah we see him at the end as well God. still with a loud shirt now he's got a cowboy hat because they're in new mexico yes correct <laughs> he always has a thematically appropriate hat yep. <laughs> how uh now i'm mad that in he wasn't like in the background of the mission control just like yeah. with a little like nasa cat yeah. or oh. even a space helmet <laughs> smoking a pipe <laughs> that'd be amazing uh, speaking of mission control, another vest wearing yes. Yes. mission commander, yep. whatever they're That called. might be the title, right? I don't know. I don't know why Ooh. everyone's looking at me. I don't know. Cause I feel the like smartest one on the podcast. That's you true. like vest the most. That and you also I like once like saw the, the vest. I did see the <laughs> oh, vest. So like you're our vest <laughs> expert. Yeah. Guess what else I saw when I was there? What? The Washington Monument. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He, mo- um, Ugh, what I appreciate Washington built that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, I did appreciate that Vest was in, he was uh, in control for both launch sequences, but mm-hmm. he had a different Vest yeah. for each mission. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. the first Vest was true, first. True to history. Just like Vest, yeah. 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 And it actually, now that we know that Mission Control was on a boat the second time, apparently, like that makes sense that his next vest would be like a like a thicker warmer vest because yeah. it was cold on the yes. J- japanese sea yeah that was so strange that they never established that they were on a, on boat, a boat until yeah. the boat tipped over yeah. and then they were like oh everyone's Whoa. falling over yeah it took us a minute p.s yeah. this is on a boat yeah but i don't know where else we thought it would be honestly i, I guess it was just sort of this barren wasteland yeah. with a bunch of water around it so that's true yeah because they had to build the it most sense secret. that they were bringing a boat it does well yeah yeah, I mean, my assumption would be on land. <laughs> yeah, mine too. Fair. It's tend to be more. Most things happen for humans. Sure, but yeah. this time it was on a boat. Okay, well that's fair. That's fair. I mean, a lot of things took place uh, not on unconventional. <laughs> There's a, a, a man who lives in the sky. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. Okay, we should talk about him. Yeah, we should. S. R. Haddon. S. R. Haddon, who I also named as. After James Woods brings the suggestion that it was just an eccentric guy, rich dude making an insane hoax, mm-hmm. I wrote down prank Bezos? <laughs> question mark. Yeah. He's, he's got, the prank Bezos? He's is got the a theory? Jeff Bezos look and billionaire status. Although his yeah. Jeff Bezos look is because he's dying of cancer. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, yeah, he's not like real buff. No. Like, mostly he's just bald, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And a billionaire. He. Can I. Bald Janeer? What? A bald bald genere? Okay, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah, so we learned that he has given up on living with the other human beings on the surface of the earth, so Uh he just lives in a plane. (laughs) Don't we all wish that we we could live in a plane? Yeah. Live in a plane. Uh, And then when when Jodie Foster is brought onto the plane, they have this like very dist. Okay. Dan, I think you've mentioned this, where it's like this very disturbing conversation, but the content of the act, like the actual content of the conversation itself 
totally harmless. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> cool. But just like based on everything about him and yes. the way he delivers yes. his lines, yes. or the fact that he's like showing footage from her life. Yeah, yeah he's like, I like got... to look at my investments before <laughs> I uh, really make a decision, yeah, which like, is like reasonable, right? But yeah. also like, why are you well, so and it creepy? About like, it? I feel like we were this close to him being like, oh, I injected your father with a special <laughs> protein mix to create the most intelligent baby in the world. <laughs> I, I need to know how that video was made. Which Be- video? The video of her, all of her, the moments of her life. Money, because man. either he did it himself on like, oh, like iMovie. Uh, I see what you're saying now. He's yeah. like, all right, Ken Burns. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. There were a lot of Ken Burns style like, zooms. zooms in on her. <laughs> or he like hired someone Ken Burns. to like, <laughs> hired Ken Burns. Yep. Okay. That's what I choose to believe is true. Make a documentary film. I can <laughs> be a, a person's life. Yes. History. I need a visual history to deliver my exposition over. <laughs> And and yeah. all the scenes were or and all the like clips were like from her childhood and like clearly like home videos or like security cameras except for the last shot yeah. which troubling. I believe Dan Linden said that's from the movie and it was it was because it wasn't it wasn't the shot of because it was at the president's press conference and yeah. it wasn't any of a shot where the cameras were because they were pointed at the president well. But. I guess his camera wasn't. Oh. But still, it was... The, it Did was he the direct the movie? Yeah, maybe. Is it supposed to be like a... <laughs> the whole movie's a hoax. Meta-textual, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but that, that level of exposition, I felt like, was unnecessary. A little much. Because we already knew most of it. We didn't know yet that she had been offered a job at Harvard and turned it down. She graduated to... two years early from high school, yeah, Molly. I mean, okay. Well, yeah, it was... A little much. It was deep into the movie to tell us... Hey, she's a she's smart really scientist. smart. I mean, yeah, we kind of took that. I mean, I was cool with her. I yeah, she was smart. I accepted she was smart when it cut to adult her and she was standing next to a giant satellite and seemed to know what it was. And it was like, yeah, I work <laughs> sure. here. She's like, I call it a dish. <laughs> um, but yeah, I loved how I would like to present the argument that Haddon may be our first creep supreme of a movie who is actually relatively harmless. Yeah. <laughs> like when I, you break it down. And actually a benefactor. Like yeah. Like he removes the roadblocks. Like he gives right. her the decoded thing. Yeah. Gives her the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's still the creepiest dude in the movie. And yeah. that includes Jake Busey, stare down <laughs> oh. super terrorist. God, he is so creepy. Yeah. So he is really scary. creepy. James Wood's a creep. Yeah. I think the weirdest part... Wait, what was his name? Haddon? Yeah. yeah. The weirdest part was when they cut to him and he's dead and yes. they're like zipping up his body, but they're also watching people talk about him on TV in yeah. the background. Yeah. And I'm like, so those guys were just like hired to go up into space? No, they're astronauts. They're cosmonauts. cosmonauts. They're cosmonauts. Yeah, he just paid Russia. the Russians a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Like, take care of my cancer body. Yeah, it's funny because I remember when I first saw this movie... And then read the book, which I, because I think playing guys in the book too. I remember thinking, like, yeah, it's like, oh, it's cool how much of this movie seems to like really take into consideration, like, how this would actually go down if it actually would happen in real life. And I feel like it was like, oh, the playing guy's a little weird. But now I feel like we're like one more round of deregulation away from that being perfectly plausible that just some billionaire would just like hang out in a plane all the time. Or like Bezos Island, it's just going to be like puttering around the ocean. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you could fully insulate yourself from society with the amount of money that some people have. Mm-hmm. Like fully. 
which is really interesting to think about. Mm-hmm. So invest in SpaceX. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's certainly for all of humanity. Yeah. Yes. Blue. Blue. Sky. Something. Diamond. What's Who that cares? one? It's Bezos' one. He's yeah. also going to space? He's yeah. trying to. Maybe he already has. Yeah. I don't know. He said, I literally... Oh, this fucker. <laughs> he said oh. he started that is this space our, Is this our ongoing segment, F the Rich? Yeah, F the Rich. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> he knew he had enough money that there's no way he could spend it. Uh-huh. So he started a space company. I can think of many so ways many to spend things. that yeah. money. I feel like even Bill and Melinda Gates would be like, we have some concepts, some things yeah. we couldn't afford to do. That- right. Like take on a disease, dude. Yeah, take on a disease. That's legacy right there. Yeah. Like, oh, I crushed whatever, yeah, whatever what about disease. The disease of living on Earth. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Oh, Yikes. Anyway, prank Bezos. Anyway, prank Bezos. <laughs> Help yeah. Jody Foster. After rich. After rich. He made it all possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So it. Yeah. The the accusation at the end is that it was a huge prank by him. Yes. And and Jody Foster gets grilled. By a very mean dude that we got introduced to earlier as like the head of national security or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's like being really, I would say, very rude. Very and, rude. And yeah. I feel like this scientists. Is played by professional a, asshole James Woods, yes. just to be clear. Uh, are at a disadvantage because, yeah, they would have to admit the possibility that something isn't true. Right. Because that's part of your scientific training. Right. Um, but anyway, he's like, there's not one shred of physical evidence. And then at the end, there's the Shamalam mm-hmm. Slam mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. twist yeah. of the only other female character who speaks to her, <laughs> right. the Secretary of Technology and something, something, whatever Science. the title that was in the footage of Bill Clinton they used for that yes. part of the movie. Yes. <laughs> Angela Bassett, uh, Angela yes. Bassett, and crushes, crushes, totally crushes, and we get her first name and her last name at different times. Yes, uh, and she speaks to uh, Jodie Foster's character. Number of times, yes, yep. about different topics, yes, none including a dude. Correct. Yep. It's pretty impressive. But anyway, yeah. she's like, what I found most interesting about uh, the evidence is that there were eighteen hours of static, mm-hmm. and so that's supposed to be like the piece of physical evidence that right. she that Fidelity Foster wouldn't know about. But I'm kind of like, okay, so if she fell through, right? Yeah. If the whole idea is she's in a little ball that's suspended over this hydraulic system, and what everybody else sees is just that she falls through. And lands, and then they reestablish communications with her. At what point would she have had time to disengage from her chair, take off her gloves, and put them in her pocket? Ooh, are her gloves off? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's a very good point. Like, that's physical evidence. I mean, I guess because they could argue, like, oh, we started losing the signal before we dropped the pod. Oh, so maybe so she, maybe like, she took just her like... gloves off. Like, oh, I'm so hot in here. I got to take my gloves I gotta off. con everybody. Yeah. Think of a good story. Yeah. I don't know. And that's the other, I mean, there's like a undercurrent of believe women, especially with a congressional hearing. It had a lot of like echoes of Anita Hill yeah. kind mm-hmm. of in it. Yeah, it did. Um, Except they were yelling about space Well, instead. they were yelling about space, but, but she's similar, all alone yeah. at this big table. For she sure. doesn't even have a lawyer with her. No. Like, come on. Uh, but anyway, she's all alone at this big table and it's this, you know, a lot of dude heavy kind of energy coming at her. Um, and yeah, the whole idea that she's just not believed. That, mm-hmm. was, that was even hard to watch. Even yeah, science fiction. Yeah, project. I mean, there was a, a huge undercurrent in her entire journey of being undercut by powerful men. Mm. Like, uh, what's his name? Mustache. Fucking Drumlin. Fucking Drumlin. Yeah. Like, he talks over at every opportunity. Oh, so every opportunity. Also, yeah. here's something I need help with. Okay. Uh, maybe you could woman explain it to me. We were <laughs> accusing him of mansplaining a lot. Yeah. 
my drumlin? Un- drumlin, yeah. yes. My understanding of mansplaining, and maybe I'm wrong, is the explaining of a concept to a woman that she already knows because you think she's a dummy. Mm. Well, she she would be saying, so, I mean, in this case, she would be saying something and explaining something, and then he would cut her off and then explain it. See, and what Beth is saying also, is that... Okay, hush. But he would also specifically be explaining to Angela Bassett as yeah. well. So oh, it was like that element play. too. But, but mostly it was that he was like she was phrasing yeah, her like words. She was in, he thought she was incapable of communicating it to anybody else. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's also mansplaining? Because those are two different know. things. I mean, in his case, I guess you could argue that he definitely thought that she was capable of explaining it, but he was constantly butting in to keep his position of yeah, power I so. solidified. I, I feel maybe irrationally Maybe just being irked. a man? Maybe that's the term. I guess, but I feel irrationally irked at the pressure to define very specifically yeah. what mansplaining is. And I feel like it happens a lot on the internet and mm. there are charts and, and all of this. And I feel like it's frustrating because for women... There are so many phenomenon that happen to us that do not have names. Right. And we are at the infancy. We are at such the infancy that people still use me too to apply to a whole host of things, <laughs> right? right? Mm-hmm. We don't have a word to describe someone's career getting ruined by some man, right? We don't have shorthand for all of that. So then when I hear somebody really, no offense, Dan, you're my friend. Um, <laughs> but, but it is, it is, you can see why it would be frustrating yes. to be pigeonholed when there's so little language that we get to use. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. I guess it could be mansplaining or maybe we should come up with another word for it. Yeah. But it doesn't matter to me, but that's still a phenomenon that happened to her because she was a woman. Yes. Yeah. And not only because she was an underling. Although she was probably also an underling because she was a woman. So, you know, take your pick. Well, also she picked a really uh, kind of absurd scientific pursuit. What are you doing? That didn't help either. But I don't know. Still, there were the the guy who worked with her got way more respect than she did. Which guy? Which guy? Uh, David. Kent Clark? The Kent Clark. Oh, sure. Yeah, he got tons of respect. And he was doing the exact same work that she was. Yeah, I don't so, know. So, in your face, haters. Yeah, shut up, Dan. No, but you see what I'm saying? Like, just on the search for knowledge. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Uh, no, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Podcast over. I'm Ooh. so sorry. No, you're Drum right. Someone's an asshole. Yeah. Like me. No. no. I mean, I think, I think, like, your question was like, is that mansplaining? Like, we, I don't know if it was mansplaining or not, but both things are very annoying. Yeah, <laughs> certainly. I understand that. Certainly. Yeah. It's a valid question, but shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. If it's, I don't want to speak for Molly, but I think what I'm hearing is. No, I, I, I picked up on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to talk about the science of this movie. Yes, let's go. I, I appreciated how much science was in this movie. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just like wall to wall science. I feel like there was less much less hand-holding than I would have expected about yeah. the movie. And like, that's, I mean, that's the whole movie. I mean, there's the, the, the spirituality and the actual stuff, but most of it's just like, we're looking at signals and we're yeah. talking about percentages and like, here's the prime numbers and we got to line up shit. Yeah. And it was just like, here's some science. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And e- the computers didn't look insanely like made up, you know, like, no. except for like the, Whatever interface it was that <laughs> just like said email. like email, internet, internet. Some other ones. Oh, and then when uh, when uh, Jay Foss was having her 
email. I'm putting that in skeptical quotes. <laughs> conversation with Haddon. Oh yeah. Where she yeah. came to her house and it was just like email coming, and there's a little graphic on her screen. <laughs> and then she seemed to be just like basically direct messaging with her email. Yeah, yeah. two different terminal windows. But yeah, but like the, I agree that like scientific gathering computers there's so many computers that like three people are using yeah mm-hmm. um yeah it just looks like what you'd expect yeah like, and i love they didn't shit. They, yeah first especially when the frenzied moments after she hears the mm-hmm. the signal mm-hmm. oh it's so great because they don't explain any of it and yeah. it doesn't need to make a lot well, of sense and it's what great. i appreciate about it though is not only i mean one yeah they don't explain it but they also uh i appreciate that the only thing they're explaining to you the viewer is that they're confirming it Right. Which is such a rare thing in a movie. It's like, you know, most movies where this is a plot, it'd just be like, boom, boom, boom. Oh my God, there's a signal from space. Done. <laughs> but instead, it's, she's like, and like, God bless Robert Zemeckis for being like, how do we make, how do we make <laughs> Jodie Foster telling these nerds to confirm what she's hearing exciting? It's, oh, we'll have her speed across the <laughs> desert in her convertible while screaming into a walkie-talkie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then two dudes in fun shirts frantically sliding around <laughs> yes. in rolling chairs like crazy. But competently, on their as keyboards. Molly said. Yep. But yeah, I appreciate the fact that it wasn't just like, oh, let me type furiously at this computer so you know that science happened. It's like they they explained it just enough where it's like, we need to confirm this information as in as many ways as we possibly yeah. can, which is how science actually works. Or no one clicked on the giant confirm signal oh. button <laughs> with the, the graphical yeah. button. An alien like little emoji popped up. Yeah. And then it like just little dance like yeah. we found it. Alien life found. Um, yeah and I appreciated that uh, <laughs> Dan's doing a little like low res alien dance. It was fifth element dance. Very good. Oh sure. Um, yeah I really appreciated how like a big part of this movie I mean, it sounds so boring when you just say it a lot, but like how much of this movie was dedicated to like explaining to the audience how radio waves work. You know what I mean? How it's like, it wasn't just like, wow, there's this signal from space. Oh, we figured it out. It's, this is the message. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I, at first I was like, oh, is it just like Morse code or something? But yeah, like you said, that the prime number that like they just, the fact they kept drilling down into it to show like how complex of a signal it actually was and how many different ways you have to look at that one oh, signal. Okay, do you think there was another layer of understanding that if they had gotten more than one person could have gone through the machine? If they'd gotten what? Well, because they get the first layer, which is prime numbers, and yeah. the second layer, which is images, and yep. then the third layer, which is schematics that turn out to be 3D, and mm-hmm. they have some sort of um, key, yeah. right? Yeah. Legend. Um, yeah, but what if there is like another layer to answer Beth's earlier question about why can't you send more than one person? Yeah, like... Which, like, is a very salient like, question. Maybe it's at a higher frequency, and, like, Kent yeah. Clark's uh, C&I dog is, like, freaking out because he's <laughs> receiving this, like, incredibly powerful signal for, like, a space bus that could take... Well, then the dog like, scientists are making a better yeah, version? secretly. <laughs> Dan, you wanted to talk about society's response to, hey, there's alien life. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really liked how... Like, I appreciated that, like, there was the obvious uh, any movie like this where, like, the American government is like, this is ours, mm-hmm. only ours, shut up. And, like, the military <laughs> being like, this is, t- oh, there was a military, like, those two very cliche Hollywood generals are just like, oh, what if it's just a weapon being constructed, a dooms, some kind of doomsday device? All that's in there. So, like, all the government stuff that's in every alien movie was there. But I also appreciate that there was, like, 
she had a sort of her like drive to work montage of like society's responses where there's sort of people who are just like having a party and having like burning man outside of the very large array. And then there's like crazy Jake Busey's out there who are like, just were clearly already <laughs> mentally ill and then just sort of latched onto this one piece of information that they were given. Yep. And it just sort of like, it consumed them and, you know, like fostered their whole identity. And then I don't know, there was just like just a bunch of weirdos. Uh, and I liked how, and then Jay Leno making just awful jokes oh, about it, but it's exactly what Jay Leno would do. Yeah. That was the most Jay Leno joke I've ever heard. Yeah. Man, it was right. something the effect of, uh, we're going to have to change the Miss Universe. Yeah. yeah. I feel well. like that is something that's used in so many movies is Jay Leno doing jokes about, about whatever it's about. Happening. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we have to hold your attention somehow. Yeah. It, so, yeah, yeah. It's. It was too real. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, <laughs> the jokes were too real. <laughs> uh, if we can move into MVPs for a moment. Yeah, sure. Uh, the Carnival of... Oh, no, that was different. The Cape Canaveral Carnival. Cape yes. Carnival. <sighs> Beth, high five. That was a different collection <laughs> of people. <laughs> My hand um, shot up so fast. I love high fives. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, but in the first Carnival, the Very Large Ray Burning Man, there was one of, one of the many uh, little people responding to this was one of my MVPs, which was the guy who was just in a cannon. He was a human cannonball with a little yeah. banner. It's just like, Vega, too Vega, Vega or bus. <laughs> they, they took their time showing the desert weirdos. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that was great. There was like humping Elvis impersonator and oh, yeah, mm-hmm. some kind of choir. Vega. There was like a beautiful choir singing about Vega. Mm-hmm. Jake Busey making like intense Oh. Eye contact yeah, with Jodie Foster. Was really locked Ooh, in on Jodie Foster. Terrifying. In an unhealthy way. Very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, he turns out to be a terrorist, so yeah, yeah. It makes sense. I mean, he was clearly just had some some issues. Yeah. Uh, not enough meatball subs. What? Oh, give me two. You tell oh. me two. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that from Point Break? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so confusing. Um, my, should I just go through my MVPs yeah, while well. I'm here? Okay. Uh, one of my other MVPs is whoever created the astronomy is looking up bumper sticker uh, that yeah. was in Jodie Foster's <laughs> office. Because that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there were some, uh, there was a group of MVPs at Cape Canaveral where it was just like pairs of extras in matching <laughs> oh, yeah. uniforms, mm-hmm. just sort of like vaguely gesturing as if they have purpose, just constantly walking into frame. Oh, so good. Uh, oh, yeah. And then finally, my final MVP was, I think the guy that looked like Rand Paul, but maybe not. But the guy, when they were talking about how like, oh, Drumlin's a showboat. And then one guy's like, that's what we call an overcooked ham. <laughs> yeah. This is a professional astronaut man or yeah. whatever, astrophysicist control yeah. guy. And he had to stop doing his job yeah. to turn around turn in his around, chair. Give a log like, here's my oh, great southernism. So you probably good. do that all the time, Molly. It works, sure right? Do. Just turn around and... Yeah, chaos erupts, and I just... Hey, what was that? Chaos erupts, and I... Oh, chaos erupts. I thought that was a southernism for a second. I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? No, no. That's too much dime on the dog. That's too many bananas in the... (laughs) Haystack. Haystack. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that's what we call a sunburnt pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) A flamingo? Ooh. Terrifying. It's a sunburned pigeon. Red as a sunburned I thought that was plankton flamingo. that turned in that color. 
What? Isn't it like whatever they eat turns in that color? <laughs> yes, but I was, it was the I sun. don't know. Maybe it was the sun. I was just confirming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Birds <laughs> are weird. Sunbird? <sighs> what? I was making a joke that Humor a sunburned joke. pigeon oh, was a flamingo. Humor joke from Beth. High five. Oh, sure. He was Beth, good. Cape was high quality. Uh, Molly, real quick. How did you feel about Rob Lowe's like, half-assed Southerisms when he was supposed to be the conservative it's senator so or whatever? It's so hard. I don't know. I just feel like people bust out that exact Southern accent for... That exact character. Every time. It's just been done. It's I been felt done. He, like he also added a cold to that yes. character. Yes. I wonder if that was just, I wonder like that was just real. Like he yeah. was only there for two days shooting and it's just like, Rob, I've got laryngitis. He's like, well, whatever. Probably like one day max. That was uh, like a half day. Well, yeah. he got it handed master the accent over the first day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was fatiguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was. And you already had Matthew McConaughey had already kind of cornered the charming southern right? market. So I was like, I don't know if we need two southern preacher men. No. But if you're Rob Lowe and you show up on set having made a decision about your character, Who's gonna I think stop you, you get to play yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe they did three versions and one was British. Oh, I would have loved that. Now, <laughs> but he was still But me. he was still like a senator <laughs> in the U.S. Congress? Yeah. <laughs> All right, nice. That's a story. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably the one they rolled out, and so then they had to go with the southern. Oh, sure. Yeah, oh, they were yeah. like, he all came right, in hot. He was like, I want to do the southern one. <laughs> yeah, but they will say no unless I come in with. Maybe like, Matt McConaughey British. was like, "Listen, Rob, here's what you do: you go in there, you sound like you're in a, doing a re, uh, revival of Oliver Twist. Robbie's gonna be so upset, he'll just let you do whatever you want." All right, all, all right. right. You see that Washington Monument? All right. <laughs> That was much better. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, really good. I, it's improving. I, I had to re. I had to rediscover it. I think the problem is I was trying too much to do smarmy Matthew, like like smarmy trying to get in bed with you, Matthew McConaughey, sure. and it just turned into some weird. Oh, he doesn't do that with his voice though. Oh, he does that with his eyes, right? Oh, <laughs> and just like his oh, serpentine so much swagger, eye contact. Although he covers it up at one point with his like eight pound scarf at the end of the movie. He sure does. I think that's to show he's maturing. Oh, sure, and that he's a man of the cloth. Oh. Oh. A lot of cloth. Yeah. But yeah. It's a big scarf. Anyway, those are my MVPs. <laughs> those are good. Yeah. Mine were mostly just cool science dudes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have yeah. any others. There was a there was a couple good bow ties. Oh yeah. A couple good bow tie gentlemen. Yep, yep, yep. Uh I like that the uh Japanese military escorts for Jodie Foster at the end when you know she's being escorted to her pod. Yes. Um I liked how much screen time they got. Even though they didn't have a line? Even though they didn't have any lines, mm-hmm. yeah. But they really got a lot of screen time. And it, it was kinda, hard not to notice them. It kind of looked like they were also like working on the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. they had like Haddon Corp hats on yeah. mm-hmm. or helmets on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they had sort of like these grimaces, but also, and I might have been projecting, but I felt like part of them was saying, isn't this cool? This is so cool. That's Jody Foster. That's Jody Foster. And I yeah. get to just stand here and just not look at the camera. All I have to do is not look directly at the camera. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I could see their thoughts that way. Yeah. It was just a lot of time for extras. You it know? was. I mean, they didn't. I mean, they had so much time, they could just keep it subtle instead of just pointing wildly at Cape Canaveral <laughs> to show that they had a reason to be there. Before we get to. Uh, <laughs> Our final review of the podcast, we like to read a review of oh. um, our podcast, yeah. Touch Recall, and the impression of someone from the movie. Certainly. We do not have a review. What? We could have gotten more of this McConaughey. Yeah, more uh. of this incredible, consistent <laughs> McConaughey. Yeah. So go. Uh, we'd love to see your review. Go to uh, iTunes. Leave a maximum point review. Um, 
or somewhere else, but tell us where the other thing is because yeah. we only get alerts for iTunes. Uh, yeah, and uh, leave it, and we'll read it. Thank mm-hmm. you. So, Dan, yes. you gave this... Oh, our rating scale is JFOST Pine Satellites. Oh, yeah. Was oh, yeah. there any pine... Her, no, her, I, her door was like a wood door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think you were thinking of her like Puerto Rico shed? Yeah, that was, was kind of wood. woody. That was super woody. I don't think so. I think for some reason I'm imagining her crying in the rain, like it's raining Whoa. outside. I think it's a different I think movie. Think of the Notebook. No, I've Jody never seen Foster's the Notebook. In the notebook? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, did uh, did we answer your question, Dan? Had you seen this movie oh, before? Yeah. Oh. I don't think so, but I'm not even <laughs> confident in that. Uh-huh. Like it, it still feels like a movie I've seen, but none of the scenes seemed familiar. Mm. <laughs> I feel like that probably means you didn't see that it. It seems like a no, but there's part of me that's like, yeah. <laughs> like maybe, okay. it was, maybe it was on. I can tell you this. I've definitely seen that movie, but I don't remember any of the scenes that we just saw tonight. Well, <laughs> All right. let me throw like, this out Visually, to both of you. it did not like, yeah. Uh, you've both just been standing, sitting at this table for like three minutes. Like, we haven't even watched the movie yet. <laughs> what? Yeah. All we saw, all Molly and I saw yeah. was... Uh, we we just, we hadn't even gotten pizza. Yeah. Oh. Check it. I Is mean, there 18 hours of podcast this- recording? <laughs> <laughs> Approximately. Yeah, we'll put that on our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> 18 hours of static. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could decode the signal, uh, then you could take a bubble and at be our At some guest. point in that 18... Yes. No, that's <laughs> absolutely true. What? If you can decode the 18 hours of static and oh. find the primer to build your own microphone, you can be a guest <laughs> on one episode of this show. <laughs> You're welcome, patrons. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you saying <laughs> I, I was going to make another joke, but that one was better. <laughs> well, now I feel like an asshole. I talked over again. Yep. Is that one's playing Dad, you gave it four. Yes. Uh, you were stoked for a science movie without pew-pews. I was stoked for that, and I got it. Got zero pew-pews. It said zero pew-pews. Like, there was even a moment where Jodie Foster specifically told James Wood to make the armed men leave the scene. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty BA. That was like a nice, and that was even a nice message to the audience, like, hey. We're just going to talk about math. Stop that like it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah, I enjoyed the science scene of this movie. Uh, I enjoyed the. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that this movie asked pretty interesting questions. Like for some rube just going to like, oh, I'm going to go see the new Jodie Foster movie about aliens. Like I feel like it was pretty. Uh, in I don't know, it was a very in-depth conversation for a movie that is ostensibly supposed to make money. Because mm-hmm. it's like Jodie Foster, Matthew McConaughey, Robert Zemeckis, space footage, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought that was cool. I really enjoyed it. I was, uh, I thought Robert Zemeckis did a really good job. There were some incredible, surprisingly compelling moments. Like there was noticeable silence in the living room we watched the movie in when she was traveling in her space pod. So I think that scene was either very effective or you were all very tired because the movie was long. <laughs> either way, I was very engrossed by that scene. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Five wow. pine discs. Wow. Science yeah. movie without pew-pew. You're listen- are you listening to Hollywood? <laughs> I'll still take the pew-pew, but like maybe just like one every <laughs> couple of, of years. Yeah. Like, Give us a movie for an adult, right? right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Beth, you gave it four. 
I cannot read my notes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I I thought it was incredibly well acted and directed. Um, I really liked the story. I liked that there were women. I liked that there were lots of people of color that were like, you know, like active in the film yes. <laughs> that weren't just in the background. Um, I thought it was great. I'm also going to give it five. Wow. wow. Five Pine Dis. J Foss Pine Satellites. J Foss Pine Satellites. Yeah. Uh, I predicted a three, wondering if a two and a half hour movie would be boring. Um, and also, it sounded like it was just going to be people talking about what the thing is. Yep. Um, I am glad this movie exists. Yes. <laughs> it was well done. I was engaged, but I don't feel strongly about it. Mm-hmm. I would be I would be glad if this was put on in a high school classroom, like the end of the semester. We're done. But like, hey, we're gonna watch Contact. And yeah. Like, great. Yeah. Great. Three's the right. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's fine. I liked it. Hmm. Great. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Jodie Molly. Foster and Robert Zemeckis and Angela Bassett aren't good enough, but that's <laughs> fine. Wow. Um. Yeah. You no. gave it four. Uh huh. Oh, with a with a <laughs> with a possibility of a two, <laughs> or anywhere in between. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. No, I loved uh, the writing, direction, acting. Uh, were all really incredible. I really enjoyed it, and I love the. It really, in some ways, it was Science of the Lambs in that <laughs> Jodie <laughs> Foster is playing a character that is you know put upon uh, by the patriarchy at every turn. But also those weird science guys, there's this wonderful line during all the chaos of the first contact or the first uh, signal pickup where they say, boss has a bogey. And I really, I don't, made me so happy. It's like, oh yeah, she is their boss. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really nice to hear. Also remember, she put her hair back to do science. Yes. Yeah. Practical. That was great. I, yeah. Man, and I watched all of Captain Marvel and I was like, please put your hair in a ponytail. This makes no sense. She didn't need to because she had space energy to keep her hair under I control. Mean, it makes more sense, but still. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. I was going to give a 4.5, oh. but Dan, your three has really pushed me to give it a five. <laughs> oh, spite five. Wow. Nice. Wow. That's all right. You don't want your true feelings to be represented, just your spiteful ones. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. I will say for two and a half hours, I wasn't bored. Mm-mm. I wasn't bored. I no. didn't feel bored or, or nor did I feel like, oh, this is really going a long time. Yeah. It wasn't like Benjamin Button. Ugh. Robert Zemeckis. Right? <laughs> also, watching the credits... That there were so Marcus, right? few. I have no oh, idea. Shit. <laughs> I don't know what? why you asked me. I don't know. I, like, I again, remember the least <laughs> of everyone. You saw the vest in real life. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry, Molly. What? That's okay. Yeah, we all know it's the source of best power. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there were so few people, relatively speaking, who worked on this movie, or yeah. people didn't used to get credited with anything. Maybe. But you know, Industrial Light and Magic worked on it, and there was another unit out of um, I don't know New Zealand or Australia or something. Uh, but it was a pretty short list of people who created it. And if you looked at the credits for Titanic or Avatar or I don't know any movie now, mm-hmm. you just go on for days. Fincher, David Fincher directed Benjamin Button. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> But also, hey, Finch, hey, Finch. get an editor. <laughs> yeah. Just hire one. Or two or whatever you needed to cut that down. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah and this this was two and a half hours but it didn't feel that way and the beginning was so interesting Mm -hmm. yeah okay five it earns five not only for spite Ooh, oh, pure five. Wow. Pure five. Pure five. five and a half out of spite? Or no, I can't. That's I can't, not how it works. That's not how it works. Didn't this movie teach you anything about math? <laughs> math is the universal <laughs> language. You can't just make it up on the spot. Yeah, but also some things you got to take on faith. That's true. Oh. The five, the non, or the spiteful point five on faith. Yeah. Yeah. An eccentric billionaire has created the hoax of a spiteful <laughs> point five rating. <laughs> right? Yeah. Great. On that list of small, like the small group of people that like made it. Yeah. What was the name of the Foley artist? Oh, two Tonys. Two Tonys. There's like a Tony Eckert and a Tony Severo. Or two Tonys doing Foley. Two Tonys Foley. All right, two Tonys Foley. Take one. Wow! 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 Yeah. Yeah, I'm Joe Dante. I know about wolves. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, you do, right? Didn't you make that one Jack Nicholson movie about wolves? Wolf? Yeah. Or The Howling? The Howling. Jack Nicholson's in that? Isn't he? I don't know. Hey. 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 <laughs> Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Dequette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.